2: Trigger warning for discussions of sexual assault, childhood sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, and domestic abuse. Someplace underneath. Amber, as you gaze at me today, again, you're a woman. Do not look at me too long, because I might get the wrong idea. No, when women look at each other too long, the devil appears. Oh no! Yeah. Also, when a woman
3: pees outside, she summons Satan.
2: Oh my God! Do you know that? The steam rises. Oh, (laughs) I'm trying that tonight. That's fun. (laughs) When you look at me right now, do you see any eye traps? Oh yes, your skin.
3: You've got beautiful porcelain skin, and your eyes are glowing and beautiful and bright and your smile it's just all a lovely eye trap <laughs> do
2: you see how i i worked in some compliments to that for myself <laughs> um yeah no i i think that you know i might be giving you some suggested ideas because you can see my uh decollage is that what it's called oh the collarbone the yes. collarbone um, you can see uh, my armpits. My armpits. Those are sensual to some people. Absolutely. No shoulders. No shoulders. No. And I am, got, I am showing a lot of shoulder right now. And, I am. and you got tattoos on the shoulders. That's a double whammy. I don't even. They probably make me skin my arms or something. Oh,
3: my God. And there's a lady on your arm who's like showing her butt or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, no. She's
2: nude. She's topless. That's
3: like a triple no-no. I, yeah.
2: Well, Natalie, you'd be burned at the stake. <laughs> I am practicing witchcraft. So. <laughs> Welcome to Someplace Underneath. I'm Natalie Jean. I'm in nelson we are going to be talking about some of the the uh, vocabulary that goes on in the iblp during this section of the discussion and one of my favorite is what i just said eye trap uh which is only a i suppose only a woman can have in the church i don't i've never heard of a guy having an eye trap uh, no, well, I, I remember, like, you know, I was pretty attracted to Trent, who would, like, dip and ride his
3: big old truck. I thought that was cute, but I couldn't, like, physically take him. You know what I mean? I mean, I could in my fantasy. Did he have to cover himself up? I mean, boys were like, they never wore short shorts with their balls hanging out. <laughs> I wish they would.
2: I know, me too. <laughs> uh, actually, the duggers go so far into the ABLP that the boys don't even uh, wear like they can't take their shirts off at the beach. Oh yeah, none of that. No I never knees saw showing. No knees. They wear pants. Like there's there's a footage of them doing a marathon and the boys are wearing jeans in the marathon.
3: That's a lot. That's too much. Boys, come on. I remember. Um, I wore like I think one Wednesday night service. Mm-hmm. Um, I um wore uh my my shoulders were showing. Yeah, and uh, people got really upset and my mom had to apologize. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. And like, you know, That's you're young.
2: Insane.
3: Yeah, I was like 14, 15. So you're like young. And it wasn't like a huge deal, but it was like, never let this happen again. I
2: mean, it's, it's immediately shaming you for being alive. Oh, yeah. You probably had no concept that what you were doing was going to be sexual for someone. No. And to have that then put upon a child... I know to an extent because I like developed early that sometimes adults will put that on kids and they don't even understand it. And when that happens, you get you're ashamed of yourself, like you've done yeah. something wrong. I didn't get it. I was a kid. I like to read, you know.
3: I I like yeah. to, I just figured out how to tie my shoes. And yeah. here's this man saying you're like attracting men. I was
2: like, what? And that is sort of what what the the dress code stuff inside of the IBLP does is make everything salacious as much as they're saying oh this is so we we don't pervert the minds you're making people think about like ir-ing people for anything
3: oh yeah look at that belly button oh yeah 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 not, e- not even
2: not even the belly button i mean i got i'll show you guys on uh i'll put it on socials but there's these lovely ladies <laughs> one of the pamphlets that they hand out to the young ladies very 80s realness um so in the the image there's six women wearing different outfits and above it it says can you identify the eye traps in these pictures what could you do to alter them and these six women are wearing loose flowing long ankle length skirts and dresses yeah full sleeves um full sleeves all the way up to the neck there is one woman who has a slit on the side of her uh long skirt that goes to her shin Yeah, I think, yeah, her skirt goes to the lower shin and the
3: slit goes to the knee. And that's about, and I was like, I guess that. I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me because I'm just like, they look fine. They
2: do look fine. I don't think it's anything wrong with you, Amber. They look
3: like they're coming to pick me up and take me to the
2: church camp. They are almost sexless. Like they look, and that's fine, but they have, they've basically said if you, I think okay so there's this one my mind is like my mind is actually shutting down by looking at this
3: and Um, this was uh, and I'm sorry to like cut into this this is why I was like so confused for so long because I was like you want me to be sexless but I have to be appealing for a man mm because it was all about like get the man get the man get the boyfriend get the and I was like but how I don't know what you mean like I'm supposed to like go get the man but then like wear these like
2: long flowy blouses yeah and I was like so confused I didn't get it yeah so yeah there's like this one the number two on here the eye trap I suppose she's wearing a long sweater uh full-length sweater a long skirt no shape to her but she's potato she's wearing she's wearing a, a necklace that like goes down towards her belly but it's like a long pearl necklace and i guess the eye trap is supposed to be you're not supposed to wear jewelry that draws the attention down to where your breasts would be theoretically if you were wearing a tighter there's no outfit. shape to this lady um i mean that's okay if you have an a line body but but it's the idea that this is somehow causing a man to stray or be defrauded which i know we brought that word up before Is It makes me want to rip my fucking skin. I want to stab forks into my eyes looking at this. Um, That is so insane. From the... Like, looking... I get it. When you're in the midst of this, when you're going through it, it makes sense. You're trying to, like, live in these parameters. From the outside, you sound insane when you tell somebody that this pearl necklace is causing a man to have a boner.
3: Yeah, because they never see pearl necklaces doing that. They never, like... You never see anything like they that.
2: They never get to see the fun kind of pearl necklaces. <laughs> um, in this last one, this number six to me is kind of the craziest. She's wearing a pilgrim dress. A pilgrim dress. Like, to the, almost her chin neckline, full to the wrist uh, sleeves, full length dress. I guess, is it the the seam is pointing at her breasts? Maybe, or maybe the stockings?
3: It look like there's some stockings in there that the, are like the stockings a...
2: you can see of her ankles? Yeah. Oh man. Her ankles
3: have like a rose on them or something. What are you talking? A stocking.
2: About? What the fuck are you talking about, Bill Gothard? You I, piece of
3: shit! I don't understand. I mean, just come with me to a lesbian bar, baby. You'll see something that will turn you on. Oh my god. <laughs> We're wearing Uchi Mama dresses. <laughs> wow i got some shoes the other day at um out of the closet uh, which is like a thrift store yeah and they're like flowery flowy and i was like i can't wait to dress like a whore this summer and now i'm like looking at these pilgrim dresses
2: like oh my god <laughs> how uncomfortable also you can't ever feel like half the time when i'm dressed scantily in the summer it's because i'm hot i'm sweaty i'm sweaty i just want to cool out Of course, you can't have comfort. That is probably something the devil wants you to be comfortable, I suppose. No. Um, And here, I just want to read this quickly. Uh, This is again from the pamphlets that I presume are only for the women to read. So six, avoid eye traps. Eyes are attracted to the skin. Low or plunging necklines, shirts, or blouses with several buttons open. Bare shoulders, Amber. Oh God. Sundresses off the shoulder sleeves. Strapless or halter top? Sundresses
3: I can see. There's a lot of comments on Twitter. They're like, who wants to get railed in a sundress? And I'm like buttoning up my shirt reading it, just being like, Sir, <laughs> or, madam, who is it? This is Twitter. Have some composure. This is Twitter. <laughs> um <laughs> Don't you know what you're, you're on Twitter talking about getting railed in a sundress. <laughs> <laughs> we only have discourse that are polite on Twitter.
2: Sorry, I went topic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Slits in the skirt. I like that whenever we become proper, suddenly we're British for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, British people are filthy. Yeah, so. Yeah. Let's see, slits and skirts, bare backs and bare midriffs all draw the eye of the observer to see just how far the opening goes. Bare leg designs such as short skirts and pants, shorts, draw the observer's attention to the legs. Eyes are attracted to teasing. Sheer fabrics and clinging fabrics reveal by suggestion rather than by fact. The effect of this suggestiveness is a great allurement that bold nakedness would be, you fucking slut. This makes me wanna like take off my clothes and dance around a fire. Yeah, I mean, this is why I feel that way a lot of the time. Um, Bright spots of color strategically placed on a garment or lacy design on sheer hose for women draw the eyes of observers away from the face. Um, So even a spot of color near maybe where your nipple could be potentially is just too much for these men to handle it just
3: sounds like chaos
2: like a ball of chaos being released into the streets it sounds like like lions release them into the streets it does make it sound like they expect the men to be incapable of just even basic human understanding of communication yeah just like i see i take i see i take i'm the leader but i also have no self control whatsoever i guess is the yeah i'm just like ruled by chaos i that's what it sounds like which sounds cool but <laughs> if you enact it this way it definitely doesn't seem cool then no i uh, want to do the opposite of this and i want to make men wear short shorts and crop tops as part of your church yeah
3: that's my church all men are in short shorts and crop tops and they got to carry me on their shoulders <laughs>
2: yeah if you want us to be making babies you need to allure us and make us horny hell yeah seduce
3: seduce us baby get like a nice hair gel thing going but it's like soft and like kind of whip it
2: oh yeah oh yeah sure i need like a loose curl like a loose
3: curl mm-hmm. and then wink that's my church
2: yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> but like that isn't ins- that is how ridiculous this sounds to me as if we would say that to have our own church and say that yeah. that's things that you need to do to live uh if you don't want to burn an eternal flame this is the same shit they're doing
3: if i said this to a man like sir you have to wear short shorts and crop tops. Like they think you would be funny, but if I like enacted it and it was right. like, sir, the women are going to come and they're going to take advantage of you and
2: it will be your fault. Like, or or like, the what? opposite, if you don't dress like this, you're never getting pussy again. So <laughs> you do better do it. They would, they would flip out, they'd flip out. Yeah, they'd be pissed. They'd be like, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. And that is the basis of all of this is all I want to <laughs> say. Just if I was given this pamphlet, From the outside. Of course, if I was born into this, I would never have the concept to do it. That's what you saw. You can't tell me what clothes I can wear. No. Piece of shit. I'm an adult woman. No. I didn't even listen to adults when I was a teenager, but now for sure you're not going to tell me what clothes to wear. Um, And then this little other clip right here. A lady's knees must always be kept together while sitting. For the best impression and good health, legs should be crossed at the ankles. Her body should not look as though it were draped over the chair. Oh, to sit up? You know what? I will give them credit. If you cross
3: it at the knees, you will get varicose veins. Oh, that's true. You
2: do. Yeah. I don't think that they care as much about... Well, I mean, I guess if that made a guy not aroused, it wouldn't yeah. be okay. But. but knee crosses is sexy. Like that Sharon Stone thing. Yeah, you got you. Also, yeah. I mean, here, wait. Actually, Amber, take a picture of me right now because I'm breaking all of the rules. Yeah,
3: you're just totally sitting in that chair like a loose woman. But I bet these ladies have some solid inner thigh work, inner thigh legs, because, like, to hold your knees together like that, you really got to, like, focus in on those inner
2: thighs. Yeah, and they really suggest that those women tighten those knees up as much as possible until their wedding night, which is a nightmare probably for most of them. Um, Yeah, no, that last thing reminds me of that scene in A League of Their Own when they're going to Miss Manor School, Um, except with this... If you don't do it, um, you're going to be punished for eternity. So that's great. I just wanted to give a little start off with that because it makes me laugh and makes me angry at the same time. It's just so many
3: rules. I think as an adult, that's why I don't like rules. Same. I mean,
2: even though I didn't grow up in that sort of confined space, it was confined in different ways and I uh, did not care for it. And they in the the confined spaces did not care for me either. I'll no, they were that. like, Get out of here. But that's yeah. what
3: cities are for. Exactly. You know, as soon as I turned seventeen, I boot scoot and boogie the fuck out of there. I yeah. was like, Bye bye. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is better for all of us, for, right? Yeah,
3: they would prefer it, you know? <laughs> and I'm never the one that's like, let's go nuke my hometown. But yeah. people in my, they're, they're always like, let's nuke California. Right. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. We're just escaping from you.
2: Yeah, it is that ultra, ultra conservative mindset of being so conservative that you're afraid of any other people. And I think it comes from a place of fear. Not that all conservative people are bad no. and not that all liberal people are good, but that... If you hide away from the rest of society, it's easy to hate other people. It's easy to to think that your rules are the thing that applies to the entire world because you don't see anything else. Yes. So that is where sometimes this kind of thing can thrive because people who maybe don't see a lot of the world just want... To believe that this is the way it is and then and this person's a good person and he knows what's right um it also has to be this way it is because i feel bad and this can't be this i can't go to heaven if i'm just like having a good time yeah
3: yeah and this this is you know if this is wrong then i'm wrong and i'm not wrong
2: right yeah yeah it does seem like there's a lot of um emphasis on the suffering side of you know you must be uncomfortable in this life, because that's what God wants for your real life that you're going to have after this.
3: Yeah, this is the appetizer.
2: Right. So today I want to go from the scandal of 1980 up to modern day and to the scandal of 2015, 2014, 2015. A lot of scandals. Well, it's a misnomer in itself because the scandal's always been inside the house. Um, It's never stopped. It's really just exhausting to think about from 1980 how much she just was able to continue to operate
3: and like all of these rules and these dresses hey it'd be fine if everybody lived peachy keen but it looks like there's a whole lot of people not live in peachy keen yeah. so that's why we're talking about it
2: yeah yeah so he has those the seven basic principles that's like his basic seminar that's how he got gothard got this whole thing going and we went over them quickly it's design responsibility suffering ownership, freedom, and success. And I don't want to go too deep into each of them because uh, it's boring as fuck, but um, there are moments, the little pieces of the way he describes some of those steps really are very telling. So if we go by design, Design, authority, authority, responsibility, responsibility, suffering, suffering, ownership, ownership, freedom, freedom, success, I'll have maybe Rob can put like a little filter on this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this sounds like I'm at like an Applebee's training session and I'm like, can I just go to work and get paid? Yeah, for
2: sure. Like can it I definitely sounds this? like your like HR video that you watch to start <laughs> yes, with making like burgers.
3: Some bad actors, there's like, "Hey, we walked in on the room and yeah. it's like Stacy's in here." <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so the one that first really struck me is the authority principle is that inward peace results when people respect and honor the authorities parents, government, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, being Bill Gothard. Very convenient yeah. that you will find peace whenever you relinquish your own thoughts to the authority. These kind of things are always pushing towards loyalty and respecting authority under all circumstances and that simply not the way the world works because no. people are flawed. But that, that's one of the basic principles in this is just obey authority no matter who the authority is. Oh, this sounds like a Pantera song. Don't they have a song that's like, walk hard? It sounds like yeah. respect,
3: authority. It's yeah, like, for oh, sure. Please stop.
2: <laughs> Maybe, see, if they did this with Pantera as the way to get me in, I might have been able to get tricked Maybe in. something interesting. Instead of everybody in Puritan dresses, tell me to close my knees. Being all uncomfortable and sweaty. Yeah. Um, the responsibility principle, It's it says that people realize that they are responsible to God for every thought, word, action, and motive. So... They're basically putting the idea of what you're thinking at the same level as what you do in life. Which, I mean, as somebody who personally has issues with intrusive thoughts, it's something I go through therapy for, it's pretty common for anybody with like high anxiety or PTSD, the idea that every thought that you have, God is judging you on and it's the same, at the same level as if you did the intrusive thought that you had, is so crippling and stifling and what a horrible way to live. It must feel like every moment is a prison when you're inside this. Yeah,
3: I was talking to a girlfriend of mine because we were, you know, trying to hold out for marriage and I said, well, I masturbate. This is back in the day. This is back in the day. And she said, uh, I would never. That's a sin. You should Mm -hmm. never do that. And I was like, I mean, you expect me to like hold myself like I'm not giving it to a guy. Right. And she's like, but your thoughts, you're thinking of things. And Mm -hmm. I was like, but I'm not actually doing it. Right. And she's like, but I'm thinking of having sex with a man. And I was like, but you're not
2: actually. She couldn't differentiate the two. I mean, it sounds like they're they're trying to teach you to not differentiate between the two. And that's really scary. It's really scary because your brain,
3: it needs to... Like, if you're standing over a cliff, Mm -hmm. the call of the void of to follow, jump over, which most people won't do, that's your brain going through, like, all of the analyzing processes. It's saying, like, these are different things that we can be doing. And
2: that's healthy. It is healthy. And and even intrusive thoughts can be healthy to an extent. Like, um, going through the process of... uh, One of my old bosses used to call it the cell phone overboard feeling where she would stand on the edge of the subway platform and she would be like, what if I just throw my phone over the edge right now? And you think about doing it, but you can do that in like a a bit more intense way where like you're driving across a bridge. What happened if I just like pushed, like slam my car into this other car and we both flew over the side? You, You have these thoughts because your brain is processing all the different like you said all the different options that are in there and then it's kind of almost going i don't want to do that that's good like you like you find out like i don't like that idea um but to say you have to control every thought in this way it sounds like it would make people go insane yeah um yeah you get really
3: pent up she also did marry super young and a guy that was not right for her and uh, is not happy what?
2: <laughs> you're telling me this didn't work for her? Um, I mean, she might be happy, but it does not look like she's happy on Facebook, sure. if I'm being honest. Yeah. I wonder if she'd even be able to access whether or not she was happy. She'd go, yes, I am very happy. Yeah, I mean, I feel that's, good.
3: that's what a lot of this is. Like, you don't know you're unhappy. You're just like, right. I'm doing the things. I'm unhappy. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do.
2: Checking the list Checking off. the yeah. list.
3: But then you have this, like... You kind of these moments where you're sitting there and just these like, why am I not right? I right. feel uncomfortable,
2: or that moment where you kind of snap, a yeah, bit. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, okay, so then we go to the suffering principle, which is that people should allow the hurts from offenders to reveal blind spots in their own lives. Genuine joy is a result of fully forgiving offenders. Oh, right. I can't begin, I mean. It's pretty easy to see the problem with this one. Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait! Genuine yeah. joy is a result of fully forgiving offenders, and
2: also finding. We're going to come back to this quite a bit. That maybe if you've been hurt, it's actually a good thing, and maybe the blind spots in your life are the reason this happened, and this is God's way of telling you you're not doing something right. This in itself, it which it is here is given to you by a predator this is essentially giving him free reign to abuse you because you're experiencing this because god has made it so and i mean it allow it's conditioning and he's the
3: authority and you have to trust authority so if he does that you know something's wrong in your life and maybe
2: this is you should be forgive him yeah Yeah. And also... um, And what did you do for him to do this? Maybe this is good for you. Yeah. Maybe this is going to help you be stronger. The ownership principle, he teaches that anger results from not yielding personal rights to God. So, again, this is another rule saying you should submit yourself. You should turn yourself over. Your desires, your needs, your feelings are not yours. They're God's. So, whatever you're feeling or thinking, that's not for you. That's God's, you're supposed to hand that over to Him. Wow.
3: I mean, I, I will get to sound crazy, but I did want a cigarette the other day and I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to turn this over to God. And then it, something in my brain, it was my brain, my brain said, I want you to get up. And there was like four left in the pack. And I said, I want you to snap them in half and throw them away. Sure. And that was like a few days ago.
2: But in, you're right. Even if you want to consider that being an outside source, uh, uh, you know, some being that we don't understand yet. That's still coming from inside you. It's yeah. not being handed to you. It's not being whispered into your ear by someone else. And then they're saying, I'm God's voice for you telling you this is what God wants." Yeah, some chode and a braided belt. Yeah. 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 Because I, I definitely also, you, it's sometimes helpful to just like look into the stars or like, I I love transcendental meditation. It's kind yeah. of the same thing. Uh, so. You know, there's a difference whenever this like third party, like this middle management comes yes. in, they always fuck everything up.
3: Yeah. When they say like, you know, I get full authority and I get your money and I'm the pathway to God. Like yeah. now we talking crazy time
2: here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the freedom principle is enjoying the desire and the power to do what is right. Moral purity is the result of true freedom. So the thing that sticks out to me there is calling something moral purity. Um Obviously, I think purity culture is very toxic in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to put people into categories of dirty and pure is something that, like, Nazis do. Uh, moral purity is subjective.
3: Yeah. So yeah. if somebody has
2: sex outside of marriage, most people would be like, oh, okay. But people in this church would be like, right. no. Yes. And so. You're putting this place of moral purity onto the person who wrote these rules. You're going by what he thinks is morally pure and not yourself.
3: And also the people who make the rules, first people to break them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, every one of these things, like, he's done everything he says not to do. He's done all of these bad things. It's it's insane. Uh, So, Bill, he has gotten by on these rules over... He started all the way back in 61. He got in trouble in the 80s. They call it Steve's scandal in all the articles, but it's definitely also Bill's scandal. Bill was doing the same shit, and they just call it Steve's scandal for some reason. So he keeps going. After he gets reinstated, if you'll call, he was gone for, I think, 17 days. They had a different guy in there, and then Bill sort of eased his way back in, and he kind of just went on business as usual. If you'll recall, at the time during the scandal in the 80s, Bill had about 75 staffers. That number continues to grow following the scandal. So Christianity Today writes- Christianity Today, that's like a publication. It is, yes. Okay. Christianity Today writes, Midwest Christian Outreach has been researching and critiquing Gothard's ministry since the early 1990s when it began receiving calls from residents of Oak Brook and another Chicago suburb, Hinsdale, who expressed concern about how Gothard's ministry was treating young people. So that's in the 90s. He's getting these calls for these other things we're about to talk about. This isn't even revolving around specifically the abuse claims. This is a different problem. And then then it goes on to say, Gothard's IBLP came under fire in early 2002 amid reports of excessive discipline at its Indianapolis Training Center for Troubled Youths. This is in reference to one of the several quote-unquote correcting programs Gothard created for kids who are having a hard time in the eyes of the IBLP, which is again very different from what yeah. most people would consider. It's subjective. Yes. It's
3: girls that don't want to like
2: cross their legs fully. I guess that um, or you you like know, sit on the chair like you having. Yeah, oh. this um, talk. You know, having opinions if you're a girl. Um, if you they catch you with, especially gay porn something like that so this is one there are several of them this one specifically that they were reaching out for um co- out of concern the people around the place was that this specific one um basically was one where you'd send boys to complete like a seven-week course and it really was just providing free labor To them, they were just helping, again, Sea Org vibes all the way, building stuff for the church for free. All these buildings? I got to get in a building made by teenage boys? That's going to collapse? Yeah, for real. Um, It's going to have cum all over it.
3: (laughs) But they can't masturbate. I forget. Sorry.
2: I know. They can't. They don't even have... They're so micromanaged, especially during these things they couldn't even kiss each other if they wanted to, you know? Um, And then, so they're doing all this, and then they're memorizing Bible passages in order to earn food privileges, as in getting any food. Just to eat. Kids should eat. Yeah, and and like the other troubled teen-focused programs, uh, with throughout the IBLP. One's called Alert Academy for boys. It's like a military style. There's one called Journey of the Heart for boys and girls separately, which also involve, They all of these involve a lot of food and sleep deprivation because it's how you get people to break and you can kind of remold them.
3: I mean, I would break pretty quickly without food and sleep. Yeah,
2: yeah. So Alert Academy, a m- number of the boys from the Duggars have gone there. There's been some speculation that partly it's because... Um, of some gay stuff, uh, or just acting out like kissing girls, stuff like that, they'll send them away, and it's like brutal. They really, it's like doing it's uh, some of the guys who've come out said it's worse than boot camp.
3: What can you imagine coming back? With, like, your
2: eyes, there's just like nothing on your eyes, you're like, I am going good now, yeah, and they're just like, smile with just dead eyes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Journey of the Heart's not very different, just not military style. And then Excel is for girls 16 and up to teach them appropriate femininity. Presumably, I can imagine people sending their daughters there if they're afraid they're not going to be able to marry her off for some reason. Like, again, League of Their Own, when they had the two manners lessons and stuff, I imagine it's like, oh, this girl's... She's She's not, you know... My daughter's ugly. Like, I need to figure out how to, like, you know, make her look prettier.
0: She or don't
3: whatever. like brushing her hair. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes, doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost.
1: Chapter 1. Wafer welcomes you to the Waverhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus. Hmm? You're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck.
2: Wayfair, every style, every home. So, yeah, you have an assertive daughter. They have a camp for that. You have a gay son. There's a camp for that where they can beat the gayness out of you. Uh, This is what briefly came up in this concern in 2002. And that was more so what the IBLP was under fire for during the 90s and 2000s was these other side- things that they're doing which i'm sure probably still involved some sexual abuse but uh you know this was more about like um you're taking these kids away from their families for months at a time yeah right now it's only food and sleep deprivation
3: for children so buckle up kids it's about to get much worse we're only just like
2: starving them and making them not sleep yeah this is just the beginning buddy it's the tame um so yeah and So they're not being, people are getting a little irritated with them in the surrounding towns they're in. Um, And then in 2012, Recovering Grace publishes Lizzie's story. It's a first person account by a former staffer of alleged sexual harassment. Eventually, the site posts stories of more than 30 women with similar allegations. We talked about Recovering Grace on the last episode. They um, are the whole reason that any of this is known, they were, you know, people who came from the IBLP who wanted to expose it. And then they welcomed people to post their blog stories and tell what happened. And suddenly, you know, you get one and then all these other people like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, this also happened to me. Yeah. Because there is power when you, I think when you're in a victimized situation, the shame and the fear can really keep you from talking but if you see somebody who's shared it with you and you feel like you're less alone and less insane like i'm not i'm not crazy this happened to me
3: yeah also you don't know like is this bad i don't know because you're a kid and this is going yeah. on and someone else says hey this happened and this is bad yeah and you're like
2: hey i felt bad and that happened to me too yeah and i thought i felt bad because i did something wrong you know yeah because i you know i had pantyhose on yeah or i thought about a, a man's knee <laughs> yeah yeah These are, you know, there's behind, I've said it before, behind the knee pit, sexy. You can make it into the vagina. Yeah, you can. And you cannot get pregnant that way. It's true. So these allegations say that throughout the years, following Steve's departure, Bill's brief hiatus for Steve's affairs, which were not really affairs and Bill's doing the same shit, an immediate return to the head org, there are seemingly endless accounts of girls having to sit with Bill. The, these are the tamest ones. Sit with Bill with their legs pressed up against his with close talking. Which is bad for this church. It is. And also gross anyway. If, if I was with like an older male like authority figure anywhere, he should never be sitting leg to leg with you talking close to your face. That's no. disgusting.
3: And especially if he's saying like if you do that, you're bad. And
2: then he's doing that to you. That mind fuck here. Yeah. He would do things like he'd put his head on their shoulders, which is also not approved of he's a dirty he'd, old man yeah he'd pat their hair and then he would play footsie this was one that came over and over again up in the stories he seems to have a weird foot thing um And he would start by doing little toe touches with his shoes on with the girls. And then he'd like ease them into be like, everybody relax and take your shoes off. And then he'd like have his old man black socked foot like creeping over. I can just like see like the terror and the, Mm. I can imagine his little gross foot just like creeping towards you like a little puppet. Mm. And they're building houses all day. So you know that room stank. Ugh. Right?
3: They're just doing manual labor all day and like take your shoes off. Which if you have a foot fetish, I don't want to fetish shame at all. But if you're some dirty old man making like teenage girls take their shoes off. Yeah.
2: No, that's the foot. The thing that grosses me out is not the foot fetish. It's that... I'm repulsed by him as a person, and he's doing this to, like, underage girls. Yeah, everything
3: Um, about him is bad. Yeah,
2: he's gross. So, according to these multiple accounts, he would slowly progress in a grooming manner, and those who would respond the way he wanted seemed to become then targets of more attention and more private time with Bill. It's sort of like going through the herd and going, like, who's responding to me in a way that's not repulsion? And then I can work on that. I can base it up, Groom them. Yeah. So in 2014, his statement was when he finally got ousted by the church. Ugh. Okay, so this is his statement. My actions of holding hands, hugs and touching feet or hair with young ladies cross the boundaries of discretion and were wrong. They demonstrated a double standard and violated a trust because of the claims about me. I do want to state that I have never kissed a girl nor have I touched a girl immorally or with sexual intent. Um, ugh. Yeah, he's gross. Yeah, he knows he's lying. And also, just by the way, not for nothing, um, you know, he's never been married or had children so by his own rules that means he would have never kissed a person before which is a lie but also he's like he's running these family camps and telling people how to live their lives with their families and he does not have a family or a wife oh my it's just like hitler being like we need people with
3: blonde hair for right. the future and he has brown hair right it's, it's the same. <laughs> so stupid It's um, crazy and he's like telling people to like beat their kids and he has no kids mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's being like, "Wait, this dude doesn't have any kids. He doesn't even have a wife." It's it's like this weird
2: idea of it's, it happens with cult leaders a lot. I, I've noticed that a lot of them who are, like rule over big families like this don't have their own, and it's almost like he becomes the dad of the dads. Like the dads are yeah. still children under him or something. Um, it's gross. So this, unshockingly, the statement that he just made is not what many young or formerly young women have had to say about their encounters with him. On February 27th, 2014, the board of directors of the Institute in Basic Life Principles placed Gothard on indefinite administrative leave while it investigated claims that he sexually harassed several female employees and volunteers. Mm. This is at, because of what the work Recovering Grace did. Finally, there were so many people speaking out that the church felt like they had to do something. They say that they investigated externally, like they brought in somebody externally, but it is not true. It's They, they had people come investigate who had very close ties to the church. Um, nothing was really going to happen, um, but they basically, at the end, they said no criminal activity was uncovered. Um, it reminds me of that hot dog. What's that show? Um, I think you should leave. With the
3: hot dog man that crashed in the clothing store, he's like stealing the clothes in the hot dog cart, and he's like, "We're trying to find who did this." I don't
2: know that show. Oh, it's a really fun show. Oh, okay, I'm sure people listening will know what you're
3: talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people are coming out against the leader, you know, there's a lot more because there's got to be so many young people, boys and girls, and anybody in between,
2: who this happened to them and they couldn't go tell their parents for sure. I mean, so at first. It was, you know, just one woman's story. Then these other people started showing up. As many as 34 women by this point who had worked directly for him claimed that he harassed them. And there have to be so many more. I think pretty much most of these women had left the church by this point. So we're not even really hearing from people who are still there. Yeah. Because it's it would be like considered a sin to speak out against him. So he denied everything. He said, everybody's lying but me. Um. I am the only one, I'm, me and Jesus are the only ones who are even talking about the truth. Um, <laughs> How could you do this to me? I mean, he does kind of get that, you get that vibe from him. He decided though, within his grace, he, would, he announced his resignation from the Institute in order to listen to those who have something against him, is what he said. Oh, so it's not even an
3: apology? It's like, it's like no. I'm sorry you feel that way. He never apologized. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yes, that is what he did. I stopped uh, dating a guy, not dating, but I went on a few dates with him and he said that I never say I'm sorry. I always say, I'm sorry you feel that way. And Ooh. I was like, all right, got to go later. I slammed the door. <laughs> I said, have a good night. <laughs> I'm sorry you
2: feel that way. Yeah, he
3: said he never, he's like, I always do what I have to do in the moment. He's a nice, he was, has uh, been very nice, but I was just like, hey, man, I, you know, I don't think this is going to work.
2: Everybody has stuff to be sorry about. It's Yeah, all the time.
3: Yeah. And I'm sure I've done things that are just like, I'm sure I've done things and a guy was like, man, this bitch is crazy and like slammed the door and left.
2: You know what I mean? Sure. I think for his own sake, maybe he should rethink that <laughs> method, but whatever. Um they worked for Gothard for thirty plus years. So well, all these people. So they they started this uh this really deep involved investigation in February in 2014. And June 17, 2014, they released this very tepid non-statement, which is
3: At this point, based upon those willing to be interviewed, no criminal activity has been discovered. If it had been It would have been reported to the proper authorities immediately, as it will be in the future if any such activity is revealed. However, the review showed that Mr. Gothard has acted in an inappropriate manner, and the board realizes the seriousness of his lack of discretion and failure to follow Christ's example of being blameless and above reproach. As a Christian leader, he is to avoid the appearance of evil, First 5 five twenty two, and he must have a good reputation, even with those outside of the church. First Timothy three seven.
2: So I know it's partly because I, I didn't grow up this way, but I find the need to add scripture notations to even this off putting and like kind of disturbing, because it seems to me that you're not able to discern at all. The wrongness of his actions without going and referring to the Bible and like, well, let's see if this is wrong. Let me try to find a passage that tells me whether or not this is wrong. Yeah, it
3: should just be wrong. Like right? him putting rules on others and then disobeying those rules. That's wrong.
2: And also 34 now more closer to 60 women didn't lie. Oh well, he this did these thing. things. I
3: mean, uh, with this whole thing, it's like women are whores and they're all liars. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, there's some religions there. If uh, if something bad happens to a woman, no one believes her. I think it takes three dudes. Oh, is that? I
2: think that's Mormonism. That might be maybe Islam. Jehovah. I always get. Oh well, I know shit. It, one of them. I know something. It, Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses or Mormons. I'm gonna. I I, I think it's mormons it's bosom hinduism <laughs> uh swedish uh what is it they have to do there a thing didn't happen unless two people saw it is yes. a rule they have <laughs> yes yeah so that that there's no flaws in that plan whatsoever. no 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 druids it's the druids isn't it they're always, the, I blame all of them for that. <laughs> Druids, I feel like, come from a lake and then just, like, cast a spell and disappear. I think so. Is that their whole thing? I think so. I think it's, like, one of those things that unfortunately gets tied to white supremacy all the time. It's, oh, like, really? all the Nordic stuff that's so cool, but then all the white supremacists use it as their symbols, so we, you can't use that's them a anymore. a bummer,
3: man. It's, like, the okay symbol. Like, I'm always like, okay, and they're like, that's a white supremacist. Like, yeah. Fuck. Why do they just
2: get to have everything all the time? <laughs> God. Um... <laughs> So those who have accounts with the IBLP site are able to comment on posts. So this was the statement they put out on their own website. And I was pleased to see that a number of people were pushing back in the comments and demanding more accountability and better action being taken. I was like actually surprised. However, most of those people said openly that while they grew up in the church or the ATI or whatever, and once had admired Bill, they'd since moved on and were openly saying they they weren't church members anymore.
3: Yeah, my mom was kind of one of these people because she grew up a, more into this. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, because my grandfather gave her the book that was like, you yeah. to train your child. Yeah, yeah. And then she was just like threw the book away.
2: Yeah, so some of the active members also responded to this by saying things like, Thank you for how you are handling this delicate situation. The ministry has been a blessing to myself and my family. I've been in prayer for the ministry and Mr. Gothard and I will continue to uplift each in prayer. May God bless you. And then there's beautiful response. Double exclamation point. So proud of your wisdom and integrity. Triple exclamation point. Thank you. Double exclamation point. And then... Uh,
3: Hello. I believe that after proper repentance and reconciliation occurs, the board should seriously consider reinstating Bill Gothard. Proper accountability of each IBLP staff member would require the board to develop internal safeguards and procedures to prevent any improper conduct between staff. Let's face the facts. The Lord does not have any perfect people to work through. They are all sinners.
2: So I guess that guy's saying they should put up like particle board between him and women, or what is the what is he saying here? Rick is about the board
3: seriously consider a reasoning bill. Proper cannibalization should require the board to develop internal safeguards and procedures. What does that mean <laughs> to prevent? I don't know. I mean, I, isn't it already like so many rules? I don't.
2: I know. You want more rules
3: on the more rules? Women already
2: have to like s- die within their clothes.
3: Yes. What do you mean? Does you want to duct tape my knees together? <laughs> Is this what you want me to do?
2: Maybe he wants them to wear like women to wear big, um, like they wear like a tent, like an open tent as I an guess. outfit.
3: Then they are all sinners. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's a sinner.
2: It's, you know, he, he's not perfect. He maybe he molested 50 or 60 or 100 women. <laughs> but he expects everybody else to be perfect or else they get beaten. Right, sure. Um, so, yeah, he, I mean, it's just, it's sad and it's ridiculous. And I think that last one really exemplifies the conflation of being sinful or, you know, screwing up or making a mistake with being a predator. Yeah. This isn't only a religious problem. I often think of this concept with regards to Victor Salva, who is the director of the Jeepers Creepers franchise. He's a he's a movie director. Um, he went to prison in the late 80s for uh, raping a 12-year-old actor on the set of his movie Clown House, and he filmed it. He's, oh, my God. Yeah. And also on the movie Clown House. So was it like in some fucking clown house? I mean, you? yeah, it was, a, it was a horror movie about little... It was like basically... I've never seen it because I don't... One I don't support him in any way, but no. it, I think it had sort of like a Stranger Things vibe it was about little kids going to like a haunted thing. So he got arrested for it because he literally filmed himself doing it to this little boy. Because um, he thought he was invincible?
3: Yeah. As a little um, boy?
2: As a little boy. Oh. Um, Salva only spent 15 months of a three-year sentence in jail and likely partly due to his close relationship with Francis Ford Coppola, who got visited it. him in jail, by the way. Um, he went on to make a Disney movie uh, called Powder, what? Short, yeah, shortly after he got out of jail. He made Powder? Yeah. I remember seeing Powder. I oh. Go back and watch it again, or don't really, unless you can get it for free, but look at it under, under the guise of any of his movies if you look at him as a child molester. It, the movie changes a lot in meaning.
3: The fact that he was allowed to go back and direct movies. A Disney movie. dis After raping a child, mm-hmm. when so many people direct a film and it's, ah, not perfect. Yeah. Sorry, you cut.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was only a couple years after he got out, he was back making movies and the kid who he assaulted and his mother stood outside the set and protested and nobody cared. Like they were like, you shouldn't be filmed. Like they were there and it was just like pre-social media and nobody gave a shit. So defenders of him, which he has a lot of in the horror community, bring out the, uh, well, he did his time defense. 15 months? Regardless of how shitty that time period was, Disregarding that he's a dangerous person who seems to feel no remorse for his actions, and in fact he f- seems to feel quite sorry for himself, much like Bill, um, doesn't seem to make a difference to them. I get a very similar vibe from Gothard and the respective act- reactions of his followers, where they people weirdly hold Salva in some like high spot and and will defend him to the death. And this like this guy was just saying. Well, once he repents and, and you know, recuperates or whatever, it's not, if, if you're doing something that's predatory, it's not about, you know, you do your time for credit card fraud. You don't do your time for assaulting a child. For ruining another person's life. Yeah. I mean, you can still like grow and move past it, but sure. you know what I mean? Like, you, like if you're Salva and you had any sense of shame or wanting to humble yourself, you wouldn't go back and make another movie. You'd no. go live a quiet life instead of. Um, directing over children immediately after you got out of jail and taping it while he's doing mm-hmm. it it's no remorse no same with gothard gothard is doing the same thing so i'm i'm making this comparison because this is not specifically a religious or conservative problem it's it's all over the place um and i think it's people that are like oh if if i admit that they did the bad thing then i must be bad
3: mm-hmm. because i was following this yeah and it's okay to admit they did the bad thing it is you know
2: um also, Jeepers Creepers is a pretty generic uh, franchise, and people get really pissed about that because they, they want to defend him because they say it's... I'm getting off on a tangent. I, I bring up Victor Salva a lot because it makes me very angry. I've never seen the movie. You, sh- you don't need to. All right, and I won't. Um, so, he's still making movies, though, by the way. What? Um, Yeah. Yep. yep, yep, yep. What? So, Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so This is who cancel culture is for. I know. That is who you would think. Him, Bill Gothard and Victor Salva should be canceled completely, but they're not. <laughs> this, is the, this is what this should be for, the cancel. If you, like, sexually assault people. Yeah. It's why the overcorrecting happens to people who did something stupid once, because you can't reach these people. And so you, get, children, mad you they, get mad at it. You, you get know. mad at it. You get mad at it, yeah. But so... Anyway, okay. <laughs> both Bill and Victor Salva have people surrounding them who see nothing wrong with throwing them back on a movie set or in a private sacred space of a church with access to vulnerable young people. By this idea of, he just has to do this A, B, and C, and then it's like it never happened. You just follow this list, but that's not how predators work. You don't. You don't just like do your penance and then it's over. It's that's not how that works. No, in fact, you're probably gonna double down because now you know you can get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, so that happened in 2014, going back to Gothard he stepped down because of his graciousness um, and then in June of 2015 Gothard relaunched his own website billgothard.com don't worry it's still there just in case he thought maybe he had an ounce of integrity they don't even have um, the space jam website up anymore I know right They have Bill and Gothard- that's a travesty <laughs> Bill Gothard.
3: It also looks like Billgothard.com. I know it's That's exactly how oh it's spelled. Oh my
2: god, it does. Bill, say bill got got hard. Hard.
3: B-I-L-L-G-O-T-H-A-R-D.com. Billgothard.com oh or Billgothard.com.
2: <laughs> it does. Oh God. So his last name <laughs> is Gothard. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this wouldn't be the end of the trouble for Bill though. Maybe as a reaction to the non-action by the church, a lawsuit was started in 2015 by five women and that number kept growing. This is from Chicago Magazine. By 2016, 18 former staffers, interns, and volunteers had joined in a lawsuit accusing him of sexually, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and or psychologically abusing them. In many cases, the plaintiffs were underage at the time and had been recruited to work for the organization by Gothard himself. The suit also takes on IBLP accusing it of initially covering up Gothard's actions, which the plaintiffs claim took place over the course of several decades. At its peak in the 90s and early 2000s, IBLP had 200 to 300 staffers there, living several at a time in a nearby house or dormitory-style apartment building that the organization owned. Gothard, the lawsuit contends, acted as the boss, landlord, and the controller of all aspects of their lives. He kept his victims' blamed, shamed, silent, compliant, the suit alleges, and cut off from the normal world entirely. Mm. It also claims that Gothard, who holds no medical degree, provided therapeutic counseling according to his own whims. One of its most dramatic allegations involves a young woman on staff who asked for guidance on dealing with emotional fallout having been raped at age 11 by someone not in the organization. The suit alleges Gothard discouraged the staffer from seeking out psychological treatment. No, a professional counselor would ruin you and all your potential to serve the Lord, the lawsuit alleges Gothard told the woman. Professional counselors do not know how to work with abused girls. Only I do. Gothard decided not to report the rape to authorities based on the flip of a coin, the suit claims. On
3: the flip of a coin. I mean, this is equivalent to like a woman getting raped and a guy being like, go shower, you're dirty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he says, no, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And he's probably really using it to his advantage because he knows For she's sure. been quote unquote soiled. I don't think rape victims have been soiled. No,
2: but they, they call them soiled. They do. So yeah. he's probably like, oh, she's a little more loose and I can use her now. And she's broken. She was already. A, I mean, anytime you're abused young, um, and I say this from experience, it, it's a lot easier. You almost you have a, a thing broken down inside of you that you don't even really know when you're growing up. that. Yeah. Predators know. Oh yeah, they can smell it. <laughs> yeah, they really can. Oh yeah, babes. Um, so was this specifically again, like you were saying, to take advantage of this trauma, or did he really believe that he was could help her more? I don't know if it really matters. It did its damage either way. One of the people in the lawsuit, Gretchen Wilkinson, who was an IBLP adherent as a youth, said,
3: My perception of God was fire and brimstone, that if you stepped outside the line, you would go through what Sodom and Gomorrah went through, that God would rain his fire down
2: on you. Wilkinson was one of the yeah, was one of the unfortunate few who became singled out over the years. Her time with him was as a sixteen-year-old in nineteen ninety-two. She was a pretty young blonde, which seems to be his preference. Wilkinson found herself singled out by Gothard for special treatment. She was invited by him to join a group he led that traveled to Australia and New Zealand. Some favorites were granted the unthinkable privilege of wearing red nail polish. Others were allowed to wear heels. I'm
3: wearing red nail polish
2: right now. Good, like a good uh, worldly woman. <laughs> Which is very convenient that they're allowed to look more whoreish. That word is used in their materials, by the way when they're on special trips with him alone. No, it's only to please him. Look at that. Another underage girl named Rachel Frost, who was a victim around the same time, had the displeasure of being foot molested by him. He said, I felt I needed to protect
3: his reputation because I know this is not probably what he means to do, and this is my evil mind thinking that this is something more. I've got to keep my legs back because maybe I'm sending him signals, you know?
2: So this goes right back to one of his seven principles. Yeah, I'm doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and he's doing this because I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. You're having evil thought. Maybe you're thinking evil things about him and that's why you feel uncomfortable. It's
3: like everything you're doing is wrong.
2: He'd also do things like ask them to confess their sins about what they've done with boys while they sat touching him on the couch he had in his private office. These accusations go all the way up to the coercion of sex. So most of these women only discuss being touched, which is not an only, I don't mean that, but um, you know, goes far as maybe groping, um, but there are some who also allege that it went all the way to sexual intercourse. Almost immediately, Gothard and his legal team seek to dismiss the case, largely based on the idea that the statute of limitations had expired. So it's not that he was necessarily trying to rest on him, his innocence, but his lawyer was like, well, it happened a long time ago. You can get away with it. Oh, my God. And that happens with like a lot of these cases of how long was that ago was she doing this mm-hmm. happen? I'm like, sometimes it takes you years. I mean, the statute of limitation really ruins a lot of people's chances for justice for sure because you grow up and
3: become an adult and you're like wait a minute when i was 16 Mm -hmm. that was not consensual that was not right
2: right yeah i mean a lot of it takes a lot of times the the statute of limitations is the amount of time it takes somebody to actually process for you to wake up and be like
3: oh no yeah yeah
2: So amidst all this mess, the org up and moves to Texas from Illinois, presumably because Texas has terrible people in power and Ted Cruz is there. Uh, Um, But does Ted Cruz, uh, like, agree with this church? I mean, he, he, uh, he, much like Mike Huckabee, they love to bow to these sort of churches because they vote Republican, and so they will let them get away with anything. They also, like... Help them not pay for shit a lot. I'm making fun of Ted Cruz because I hate Ted Cruz. I have no idea <laughs> if he actually would. Um, that's complete speculation as to even why they moved to Texas. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ted Cruz just sucks. Um, so <laughs> that's a side note. Um, they say it was for cost cutting that the, the move to Texas, which for sure they are losing money now. But at the time of the lawsuit, the IBLP was worth somewhere in the hundred million dollars range. Woo.
0: Hey, mom. First things first
2: So unfortunately, in the week of March 2nd, 2018, the plaintiffs voluntarily dismissed their lawsuit, citing unique complexities with the statute of limitations, but emphasize we are not recanting our experiences or dismissing the incalculable damage that we believe Gothard has done. On the Recovering Grace website, they extend their reason, citing... Even a win in court, the emotional toll the next several months or years would take on their personal lives would be a lot from which to recover. The attorneys worked for the plaintiffs on contingency, and it was becoming apparent that with mounting statute of limitation issues, a threatened countersuit from Gothard, and very little expected in monetary damages to cover legal expenses, it would be difficult to continue. Mm. That is horrendous to me. And at least... It might be a bigger justice system issue, but at least with this case, this is designed to help the offender. Like, they had to drop their suit because not only did Gothard take their entire childhoods from them, he was now at risk of destroying their adulthoods. Because to fight for this would mean they would lose all their money. Like, he would sue them for yeah. whatever reason. And he has way more money and better lawyers. That usually happens in the court of law. And I'm getting, this is going to be getting off
3: topic. Um, oh, but as far as like death penalty goes, mm-hmm. in order for the death penalty to be correct, you'd have to say, well, the court of law, it would have to be correct every time. right? And unfortunately, it's usually just wealthy people that will just out. Oh yeah, only poor
2: people. Out. Poor people never are, well, rich people are never on death row. It's no. only poor people. Only poor people. De- I mean, the death penalty is, is, should be abolished, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, um, now we're getting off the court. I got off course here, but no, it, you know, I mean, we're doing nothing but soapboxing today. <laughs> I think I put a soapbox on top of the soapbox. Yeah. So. yeah. Um,
3: but they just drag it out, drag it out. I think my parents got into some like kind of lawsuit over some land and they had to settle because even though they were in the right, the other person just had more money and yeah. they just kept dragging it out. Let's go back to court again.
2: Yeah. It's, it really is. The courts are designed for wealthy people and not the poor. Uh, it's, it's really horrendous. And, and this is an example of that. Um, so he was paying for lawyers with all that, uh, the money all the church people gave him. Mm-hmm. These stories continue to come out. One of the plaintiffs in that 2016 lawsuit who was originally a Jane Doe came out recently as a woman named Emily Elizabeth Anderson. Uh, that's her married name. And she went through these same grooming process experiences uh, as recently as the late 2000s, early 2010s. So he was still doing this until... He probably still is because he, while he stepped down, he still lives on the property and he still sees people all the time, and including he, people still send their daughters to him. So gross right now.
3: That it's is happening. I mean, it's, 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 I get so mad. I know. I get so mad because you, you want to feel for people that are raised in this mm-hmm. because you, you're raised in this your whole life. You know, you might not know the outside world, but if it is 2021 or at this time, 2016, and this has been going on for years and there are court documented cases of him abusing girls, boys, mm-hmm. and, and you keep sending him your children, Yeah, the parents are at fault here
2: yeah and, and I get I, mad at these parents I do I get frustrated also and, and you'll see that a lot with Anna Duggar and my personal opinion feelings on her I, I while I feel pity I, I'm i pretty short on it now because her kids are being put at risk um, but we'll get there
3: we'll get there Um, <laughs> we'll chug-a-chug through this fucking hellscape
2: yeah <laughs> If you wanna if you wanna listen to Emily Anderson's story, uh, she does an interview with the YouTube channel, also a podcast called Preacher Boys, and I highly recommend listening to her talk. She's still only twenty, I think twenty-eight now. Wow. So this is she's just still recouping from all this, but she, she did she does like an hour interview. Um so how did this just continue to go on in, in fact increasing in popularity in the two thousands? Well, one place we can look for certain is a network called The Learning Channel and the documentaries they started producing about a quiverful family called the Duggars who are devout members of the Institute and Basic Life Principles. The first special aired in 2004 and was called 14 Kids and Pregnant Again. I remember this. I was already out of my parents' house and I was super poor. Um, which cable would be the rich thing at, in 2004. So I remember watching it when I would come home to my mom's house. I would, uh, I remember watching it at her house and just being like completely hypnotized by it.
0: Family, a fundamental social group consisting of one or two parents and their children. Some families are smaller and some are larger. Some are quite a bit larger. Some just seem to keep growing and growing. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the Duggars. My name is Joshua Duggar.
1: My name is Jana Duggar. My name is John Duggar.
2: My name is so you can um, find this this first special right now. It's on Reddit under Snark. They pulled all of their original specials off of YouTube. So some of the other specials are really hard to find, but for now you can still see 14 kids and pregnant again. During this very first special, you hear the IBLP terms and you watch the kids filling out ATI booklets. They go to an ATI conference during the first documentary. Because as you'll recall, Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar joined the IBLP sometime around 1989, the latest like 91 or 92. So even their oldest children had essentially spent their entire lives inside these very flawed and damaging teachings, including their eldest son, Joshua, who was born in 1998. As we'll find out later. during or 1988. Oh, did I say 1988? Can you even remember that far back? 1988? Corona wasn't even a thing. <laughs> it wasn't. Except for the beer. It was just a beer then. Um, as we'll find out later, during this period of time that this special was filming and airing in 2004... Josh was actively molesting four of his sisters and a babysitter, and the family knew about it. They knew about it? So how old was he? What is 88? He 19, started, 94. I think it's, if I recall, we'll get into his full background, but I so believe. about 16 years old. I think it was 14 to 16 was when he was doing the most So of he it. knew. He wasn't like a six-year-old boy. No, and, and we'll also, I want us to talk about too, like his accountability and the parents' responsibility from that time period he was under age he was a minor but what he was doing was completely destructive and the way that they handled it which we'll talk about was objectively wrong so in this special you can see they're living in very cramped quarters and have started the process of building the house that they live in today that you see on the show counting on including the daughters, they were building this house themselves because that's part of the IBLP mentality is you don't, like, have debts ever. So... I like that, though. Sure. Um, but to the point where, like, it can become really damaging in other ways. Like, they don't feed their kids enough and stuff like that. But so they... Including the daughters were forced to help the construction while wearing ankle-length dresses. They have to build stuff.
3: Just picking up two-by-fours and tripping over their little petticoats? Yeah,
2: yeah. So... They had started building this house while the special was coming on, but they were reportedly out of money and they were floundering in their attempts to build the house with no contractor or construction crew. They certainly couldn't give up all the money or resources that this new channel, this fledgling TLC, wanted to throw at them. All for what? The protection and mental health of a bunch of girls? (sighs) They're not even the main characters in life. Yeah. Uh, So, no, they weren't going to, you know tell anybody or get the girls off camera or, or take the boy out of, the to put the boy in treatment somewhere. Um, about halfway through 14 kids and pregnant again, you can see Josh on camera sporting a shaved head, very different looking from the rest of the family and from his haircut that he had at the beginning of the special. This was part of his punishment process and we're going to get to that in the next episode. At this time, TLC was sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall and was still trying to go under the guise of being educational programming, which is why it's called the Learning Channel, which, you know, it's not that anymore. No. So it was like programming about health and medicine and different ways of wellness. And they were fledgling, and the special uh, about the Duggars proved to be pretty popular pretty quickly. I know I was, again, captivated by it. I felt like I was observing aliens at the time. And TLC seemed to quickly pick up on this midway experience. There's a lot of people that live just like this. They're like, oh, people like me on TV. Or the opposite of going, this is so weird. They seem happy though. Like, this yeah. is, I'm curious about how they function. Yeah. What do I know? I guess good for them. Yeah. So I think that's what I consider TLC personally. It's It, it reminds me a lot of like a circus midway, like where back in the day when circuses would kind of come from town to town and they'd have the freak show and you'd pay yeah. like a penny to go see the scales lady or the conjoined twins or the fat lady or whatever. Yeah, they've TLC sort of turned that into a network and we're gawking at them. Uh, and they've manufactured it as, as educational. And the Duggars are the catalyst for all of the shows that they have now: all the little people, big worlds, all the like thousand pound sisters, like all that stuff. So it's debated about how much the network knew about what Josh was doing at the time they were filming this first special. Some find it hard to believe that they didn't know anything about what was going on, because as we'll talk about, Josh was sent away for portions of the shooting and was treated really differently from the rest of the family when he was required to be there for filming. In the next episode, I want to talk about the Duggar timeline, the emergence of the Bates as a spinoff show, the Bate family, how They both worked hiding in plain sight to recruit for the IBLP and how what Josh Duggar has done can be directly linked back to how he was handled with his parents under the guidance of Bill Gothard. In the sickest way possible, those little girls who are forced to be filmed during one of the most devastating things that can happen to a child were actually lucky in relative to the other girls in this world, they at least have a face and a name now. And for some of those girls like Jill Duggar have felt empowered enough to walk away from the family and get themselves into counseling and therapy. Wow. There are thousands of girls in the IBLP and these quiverfuls who will never know even exist. And whatever horrors they may be experiencing will be thrown back into their faces. They will be handed materials such as the book, Why Did God Let This Happen? One of Gothard's most recent publications, which explains to you why you may have been molested and how it's actually a good thing.
3: Oh, because, yeah, now you're broken and he can use you a little more.
2: Yeah. Not super coincidentally, I imagine. He, in fact, wrote this book after women started posting on Recovering Grace in 2012. What a coincidence, Um, and in it you'll read, um, we're gonna wrap this up shortly here. I just wanted to uh, go over a couple of things you'll read in the book, Why Did God Let It Happen. Determine what part is most important. Based on the function of our spirit, soul, and body, which one is the most important? Our spirit. Which one is the next most important? Our soul. Which one is the least important? Our body. Your body is attached (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't like any of this. It just no. seems like an excuse. <laughs> it's a to nightmare. Just... Yeah, it's a nightmare. Uh, know why God let abuse happen. God is a God of compensation. If he allows our physical body to be damaged, he will compensate by giving us the potential of a more powerful spirit. That means that we will have the capability of great faith, wisdom, discernment, love, joy, peace, etc., An example of God's compensation is the life of Daniel. He was made into a eunuch, which means he could never have any children. Yet God honored him with great wisdom, faith, and supernatural abilities. He became an advisor to four emperors and wrote the book of Daniel. If you had the choice of an undamaged body and a normal spirit or a damaged body and a dynamic spirit, which would you choose? Choosing a dynamic spirit is a wise choice because it will determine your success and fulfillment throughout your life. This is one of the benefits that God intended for allowing sexual abuse to happen. Get out of here. I. This <laughs> is so vile on so many levels, man. This statement is it's it's mind fucking you into thinking maybe the rape is helping me become more spiritually strong. Yeah. He's just covering up for straight up pedophilia. Yeah, absolutely. And this one, this last one, I can connect directly to Josh in the aftermath of his actions. Bless your offender. The one or ones who sexually abused you are obviously lacking in basic character qualities such as self control, kindness, love, repentance and the fear of God. Would you like your offender to, to develop these qualities? You're able to impart them the power to develop these qualities by asking God to bless them with these specific characteristics. Simply pray out loud, Lord, would you bless my offender with self-control, kindness, love, and a fear of God that will lead them to repentance? How
3: about I get a fucking gun and I shoot him in the
2: kneecaps? Yeah, I mean, that's also an option. <laughs> <laughs> would you bless my offender with self-control kindness love and I'll fear. bless my offender with fucking knees yeah knee baseball bat to the shins <laughs> yeah um so over and over and over again this doctrine focuses on the well-being of the agitator the violator the assaulter never on the wellness of the victim who's usually a girl in this world i'm certain boys have also been affected oh absolutely um, been sexually abused i'm sure and they're just probably
3: but- told to cover it up and they're
2: Probably like oh I I no I don't want to be gay yeah you know yeah um so it over this is what happens within the Duggar uh, saga and we'll again we'll talk about this with the Josh episode but this it's so focused on focusing all your love and attention on the offender oh he needs our strength oh he needs our power it's never about. The mental wellness of the person who was violated never in fact like you should bless them and you should be thankful that and you it should happened be you. thinking about them all the time and, and hoping that they feel happy now maybe maybe it made you a better person mm-hmm. so uh yeah that's i think where we're gonna let off today we're gonna stop here um and then we're finally you know we're gonna get to the um the the good old reality tv shows that we all love so much next episode uh I know we went on a lot of tailspins here today, but, you know, it's a lot of upsetting shit. It's a lot of upsetting stuff. And when we get into, like, stuff
3: Josh Duggar likes to do... It's so vile. Like when you were telling me about it, Natalie, I had to take three steps back, yeah. and I almost had to run away. And I s- continually look at the most horrible things I can find on the internet yeah. every day. Yeah. So this is really just like a real a moose douche, <laughs> I guess. Because if we if or like a moose
2: douche
0: a moose douche,
3: if we were to just like tell you what Josh duggar did
2: i think a lot of people would just hang up yeah no i'm not i'm not even going to go into deep detail i'll I'll explain if you're not familiar but it's things that would like make most normal people it makes me sick to my stomach sick um so you know this kind of mind control can really make people maybe genetically predisposed exposed or not, make their minds crumble into like nothingness and not be able to experience empathy on any level. Um, So think uh, good thoughts, guys. (laughs) Think good thoughts. Uh, Your brain's just all figuring it out. It's okay. We're all a big pile of mush. Yeah, we are. Your brain is jelly. It's okay. It's okay to have bad thoughts. It's okay to feel anger it's okay to um t- touch other people who want to touch you and you want to touch them it's okay it's, it's okay. okay to do. and it's okay to have a foot fetish just as, as long as the person is of age yeah and, and is maybe not your like underling at work don't do that no um yeah so that's our advice for the the week <laughs> uh you can follow us at someplace underneath on tiktok and instagram and follow me the natty jean on instagram and tiktok as well and twitter That's great, Amber Smelson. Twitter, 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 Patreon, Instagram, all those good things. All right, be good to each other, please. (laughs) For the love of God.
0: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey mom, first things first. Thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help. And yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. Miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.
1: Chapter one. Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love chapter two. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck.
2: Wayfair, every style, every home.